podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. Uh, my name is Lewis. I'm joined by Sean. How you doing, Sean? Yeah, what's happening, man? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Third, third time saying I'm all right, yeah, by the yeah. way. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello. We, we fixed the Zoom gremlins, right? Yeah? Oh, mate, it's been, it's been held. It's, uh... <laughs> Are you being serious, Olo? Are you being serious? It's been hell, mate. It's been hell. I'm all good. I'm all good, though. Oh, right. Okay. We've actually fixed it now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Oh, because the delay in your response said to me, oh, it's happened again and you can't actually hear me again. No, no, no. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. It's all good now. Okay, that's good. That's good to know because I was about to just call this podcast a day and just... I think it's the <laughs> AirPods. I think had enough. <laughs> yeah, it was the AirPods. You can't trust those Apple, eh? No, no way. <laughs> can't trust them. Uh, guys, look, it's going to be a, a, you know, um, well... It's going to be a bit of a disappointing podcast, obviously, after after what happened on um, on Saturday evening, which was, you know, a thoroughly depressing day for all of us. Um, Sheldon, I know you covered it on the Patreon piece on um, on Monday where you guys went through the game. I actually wasn't on that podcast. You, you, oh, you <laughs> no, got out of it as well, did you? No, I, I wasn't on. I think it was I think it was uh, Shabs, Dan and um, Leroy. Oh, okay. Okay. So they, they got, they, those three drew the short straw. Yeah. 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 yeah I managed to con my way out of it because I just <laughs> didn't really want to talk about the game. However, we've drawn the short, st- short straw for, for today. So in a way, we kind of haven't avoided it. We've got, we, de- them guys could address it from a more um, emotional and reactive kind of point of view. We're going to be, you know, maybe a bit more, you know, mellow. And we, 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 we've, we've gone through the hurt now. We don't have to, you know, get too emotional about things um but yeah big up you, you patrons if you do want more um you know uh uh after the you know reaction uh content um then patron is the best place to go to get that obviously our normal pods come out on a thursday but if you want it closer to the time 
Uh, we'll be doing another post-match tomorrow straight after the um, Sparta Prague. Is it Sparta Prague or Slavia Prague? Who are we playing? Slavia, Slavia isn't it? Slavia, Slavia yeah. yeah, Slavia, one of them. Yeah, I, I, if you um, if you want the, the, the instant post-match reaction off that, then tune in to our Patreon where we will have a post-match for you and you won't have to wait until next Thursday for the podcast. That's the pros. Um, the cons are, it's just £3 a month. So, yeah, not really a con really, is it? Anyway... Let's get into things because um, we do have we do have to talk about the game on Saturday before we do get into tomorrow's game. Um, uh, where do we start? Where do we start? So obviously, to, to get to get the the team out of the way, um, obviously it wasn't our desired team. Um, we had you know four players missing who would you know normally start for us, and where. You know, I, I've been having a few debates with people this week, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, but you, you know, you, you, you guys think Arsenal so strong. You know, five players get into this team, six players get into that team." I'm like, "Yeah, but our squad is really weak. You, you take, you take Louise out, who and Louise isn't a, a fantastic defender, but the, his replacement is Rob Holding. You take Saka out, and the replacement is Pepe. You take Xhaka out, and the replacement is Sabias." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I, I set myself up with that one, didn't I? Um, set myself up with that one. But um, yeah, essentially, my point is is the backups to these players are are not great at all. Um, and I, I knew as soon as uh, Emil Smith Rowe wasn't playing, Saka wasn't playing, and and as soon as Louise, I saw Louise wasn't playing, I immediately got like, damn, this is gonna be a scary afternoon because had those guys played i think i think it probably does turn into a bit of a different game um you think yeah yeah i do i do because i just think um the extra quality would have would have told and the extra energy would have told i felt like on the day we were so lethargic lacking energy liverpool battered us from pillar to post you know, and a lot of it had to do with energy for me. A lot of it had to do with energy. Do you know what I think you know, about what you just said, though, in terms of energy? I think energy stems from the manager. Potentially, but... I think it does, because we used to complain. I, I remember back in the um, Wenger period, that a lot of people used to criticise the performances based on Wenger's, like what Wenger gave to the team. I think the performances that Arsenal are, doing, are providing right now, is on, it's an emphasis of on the manager... Because there's a reason the, these players are not giving that extra 10% or whatever right now. That there's something going on we don't know behind the scenes. I can't speculate, of course. Do you, re- do you really I, think I, I, that? I actually think that, you know, because the way Aubameyang performs, it's nothing to do with... Um, obviously, he's not getting to play central row, but um, at the same time, he, of course, he, he's, been, he's been made to play left wing back at times, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think it is anything to do with motivation or anything like that. Because I, I understand that Abamyang thing. I, I thought Abamyang was really poor on the day, and I, and I get it to a certain degree because he clearly does not want to play left wing and well left wing back, like you said, and um, that's clearly not his position. But my thinking on the day is: look, you're a professional footballer. You're paid to do the job. So bare minimum is you go out and do the job. Um, I understand you don't want to be chasing. That's not his game and stuff like that. But for example, the cross into into Trent, 
um, the cross from Trent, sorry, for the first goal. I think Aubameyang's just sat there and watched him do it. And I'm just sort of like, would it have killed you to, to close it down? I know it's not your game, but it's not exactly a skill to go and close someone down. You know, Sean, what do you well, think of Olo's point about it being a motivation issue and that stems from the manager? Um, I, I, I think for me, just generally, I think it, it was it ultimately primarily a lot of our issues boiled down to lack of quality. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think I'll take your point in terms of, you know, um, we've seen the last three months, the, the staple of the team seems to have been based around, you know, Louis, Xhaka, um, and then the two, you know, academy products, um, ESR and, and Saka as well. So once you take those four out, that that, that is a big um, hindrance to us, you know, because the one of the biggest differences we've seen of the team during Christmas is the connectivity um, between the midfield and the attack. And obviously we lost that completely um, and, and we lost those staples in, in the build-up in terms of, you know, um, ESR dropping into the half space, Isaka as well was an option as well. So we went from, you know, having loads of midfielders in between the lines to now having, you know, basically three forwards and um, a lack of, um, and then that made it so easy for Liverpool just to mark Odegaard out the game, basically because they knew um, that was the only connector we had. And so the moment he, he he got the ball at any point in the game, they just really swarmed him. Same with Party as well. So they were literally um, focusing on our exit points. So and they left it, you know, to the guys who who aren't good at building, you know. Um, Holden and Gabriel really struggled this game to, to progress the ball from deep. So Biles had quite a few touches, but he, he took maybe one too many touches on far too many occasions. So, and that sort of killed um, any sort of momentum or any attacks we had. So, you know, um, I'm not saying that we would have won because I don't think even with the guys we were missing, we, we necessarily would have won. But I do agree. I think the game would have been a bit closer. We'd have, we would have created more chances. You know, we only had three shots on goal the whole game. And I think they said that's the fourth time um, that's happened under Arteta, so that's kind of a sad indictment on him. Do you know what I mean? So um, I, I was, you know, after the game, I was I was quite annoyed for for a myriad of reasons, and ultimately, um, like Olo says, I think that that's a reflection on the manager. But ultimately, um, quality is 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 the biggest differentiator, and unfortunately, we just don't have enough of that. Um, even with you know some of the guys that were missing, so we we still probably would have lost anyway. But I think we would have given them a better game. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I agree with lack of quality as well. Um, I do think we do lack a lot of quality, but we've known that since probably, let's say, January period. We've known that for a while. I think Ant, Ant's touched on it a lot. We've added a bit of quality. We've given him Odegaard. I do believe now is if we, if we are still consistently not performing that well, we have to start looking at this guy. I mean, I, you guys know where I stand on this guy already. So, I do tell, think tell the listeners where you stand. Oh mate, I want him gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is where I stand. I, I don't think there's a way back. I think I know it seems a bit extreme, but I do think even he wins if, if even if he wins Europa, I do still feel he's not ready. I, that's where I stand. I just feel like Arsenal's too big of a club for him to be using us for him to be using us as an education. Mm. Which is where I stand on the whole matter. It's it's a weird one because, but we knew that say, when we appointed him, we knew that when we appointed him, we knew so... that. But do you know what it is? No one's gonna stand still for Arsenal Football Club, for Arsenal's Football Club's risk to work. No one's gonna stand still for it. Teams are just gonna keep getting better and better and better whilst this guy is still learning on the job, and we're just gonna keep falling behind. I mean, we're finishing what ninth or tenth, or maybe highest eight and eighth this season. 
But next season, God knows what's going to happen if we don't win Europa, for example. Because we really and truly, we need Europa to get the type of quality we need. Mm. I do hear what you're saying. I, d- I definitely hear the argument because there's no one in the in the world that is going to tell you that Arsenal Football Club are not underachieving. And I definitely hear the the argument of, um, you know, the fact that we, we we can't have someone learning on the job. We can't have someone making the mistakes because there is, he is making a lot of mistakes. And he made a, he made a, a really long, continuous mistake from October to December 31st or whatever, 26th or whatever it was. So I, I definitely hear it. I definitely hear it. I just think, but Ola, have you not seen, you know, a bit of, um, obviously take Liverpool aside, take that game aside. Have you not seen an improvement that has maybe, um, maybe, you know, changed your mind a little bit in terms of maybe he is ready or not? Have you, is that, no, is the improvement we've shown not like encouraging going forwards? Can, no, why can't, why can't that? Do you know what it is for me? Why can't, one sec, why can't that improvement that we made, sorry, why can't that continue? Why can't it be an upward trajectory? Why does it have to be a downward trajectory? Do you know what it is for me though? He done so badly from October to December that anything he done after that was only going to look better. No, hundred percent. I get. Do you that. see what I'm saying? So but you haven't is, been impressed at all. There have been some positives, some positives, but at the end of the day, when a team really needs consistency, is when a manager. A manager, it, it, I'm not saying he's not going to become a good manager. I, I actually do see what people, you know, how people are talking about. He's a great coach, this and that and that. You can you can see you can see the glimpses, but I think the only positive is for me is being some of our pattern of play attacking wise. When he's when he's got the um, Odegaard, he took the risk and used Odegaard and Smithrow in the same team. I think that's one being one of the positives for me. But um, other than that. No, because I don't, I don't, I, I can't see what we've really improved on majorly since October. Chance creation. Well, <laughs> it's not. How big is Scoring the improvement goals. has it been? How, how big of an improvement has it been? And we oh, can see where were where were we in December twenty sixth? He can only improve in that though. No, no, no. Answer the question. Where were we? Where were we in the league? Or yeah, in the league. In league, we we were what fifteenth, sixteenth, right. And then since December, since then to now, yeah, since yeah. then to now, yeah, you're right. We've gone up the league, yeah. So that's also improved. <laughs> and that's, a- but but in that in that form period, we're also one of the most informed teams in the Premier League. Well, we were prior to the Liverpool game. I don't know what it is now. Probably dropped far down the list. It dropped down really far down. The well, list. I'll check it. But um, yeah, um. You ask what's what's improved. I would say our form has improved to be in you know one of the top four teams in the Premier League since then. So that's is that is that still not enough improvement? That's not enough improvement for me. What's, at the end of what the day, would you rather, what would you like us to be the, the 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 best team in the league? Or mate, we've got to me, we've got teams ahead of us that don't have a better squad than us. I agree. We can't. This is Arsenal Football Club. This but is just um... but just speaking just speaking from December onwards because you said the improvement hasn't been enough. So I'm just I just want to know what you think the improvement sh- like what level the improvement should be. Take away the form table, we should not be down that close to the bottom anyway. 
No, I agree. December. I 100% agree. That's I don't the, think anyone's... And of course, it can only improve since December. You can't, you can't get any worse, which is the point of the, this whole... Obviously, you can look at a form table, but we can't, you can't get any worse. Obviously, people want to... By the way, it's due. He's, he's got, it's got the team going a bit, but now it's just up and down, up and down. Where's the mm. consistency? Mm. Sean, where do you stand on this? No, I, I think Ola's making a good point. At the end of the day, like there has been, you know, I, I think there have been noticeable improvements um, since December, but, you know, there's also valid, still a lot of valid concerns, do you know what I mean? So we, a lot of us suggested, you know, having um, a 10 in between the lines because some of his internal solutions prior to that, you know, with Willock as a 10, Lacazette as a 10, those those weren't viable solutions and, and those weren't indicative. It, indicative, oh, I can never get that word right. Indicative. You know what I mean, um, of, of, of someone with, you know, the right finger on the pulse and the right plan. So, you know, we spoke about Emil Smith-Rowe before, you know, we spoke about using, you know, some some better internal solutions. Um, and obviously he eventually stumbled on it with, with Smith-Rowe um, and that was great. But I think, you know, people who were sceptical about the improvement, um, the improvement have, have a point to be made because it's from a, as they said, it's from a very, very low, low, low bar. Do you know what I mean? So when um, ESR was introduced, you know, we were in the bottom half of the table. So, and we've improved ever so slightly that we're still marginally only in the top mm. half of the table, you know? So, um, so people are very, very right to, to, you know, criticize, um, to, to still be skeptical about what they've seen, because obviously whilst I think on the whole performances have been better, um, they've still been for sporadic period periods during the games. You know, we haven't dominated for, you know, say long 60 to 70 minute periods of the games, which is what I would classify as, you know, um, long consistent um, improvement. We haven't managed to turn those, um, a lot of that, you know, some of the dominance we've had in games into, in, into wins because obviously we've we've dropped a lot of points we've had a lot of draws um obviously the Liverpool one has been the main defeat but we also lost to Wolves we lost to Villa so um you know Villa and Wolves have done the double over us this season so I think people are very very much valid to have that have those concerns still at the end of the day we've lost 12 league games this season I think that's abhorrent do you know what I mean we've won as many league games as we've lost um, I think our record for defeats in a league season was in the 94-95 season where we had 17 league defeats. So, <laughs> there, there, there's, so there, there's, there's nothing stopping, you know, mm. that that's still happening at the moment. Do you know what I mean? So um, you wouldn't bank against us losing a couple more before the end of the season. So, And um, we're very much on course to one of our worst seasons ever. So I think criticism is very much valid. You know, I think people sometimes... Um, you know, talk about the state. Wenger left the squad in um, whichever side of the defence you sit on. Do you know what I mean? Wenger left in 2018. We've had nearly 300 million worth of investment since then. Do you know what I mean? So you, you can't really label that as Arsene Wenger's feet. You know, we've been quite reckless with the spending. Obviously, not a lot of that is on Arteta. But um, no one will be sitting here saying that Arsenal have um, a you know, a 10th place squad. At worst, it's probably sixth or seventh best, six, six or seventh best in the league. So I think we should be doing better. I think our, our base level should, should at lowest be six, seventh, and, and we should be looking to improve upon that. Um, and don't get me wrong, um, I do have slight sympathy in terms of that the squad is still unbalanced and, and you know, um, we lost a lot of, you know, some of the mistakes we made was that we were investing quite a bit, but, you know, Ramsey went for free, Mkhitaryan went for free, Ozil went for free, Welbeck went for free, um, Iwobi was the only real good sell we had in, in you know, in, in the last few years. So, and, and you can't label, that's not Arteta's fault, but 
Um, so it, it's kind of a mixture of his, but still, he, he you know, he, he had tools to work with. He's come in, he's been here for nearly 18 months now. Um, you know, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, it's not his squad, but, you know, it was him who chose to bring in Cedric. Mm-hmm. It was him who chose to bring in Pablo Murray. Um, Rob Holden was at the door to Newcastle last season. He, he chose to keep him, then gave him a new deal. Um, it was his decision to send Torreira on loan. It was his decision to send Guendouzi on loan. It was his decision to retain Mohamed El Nini. Do you know what I mean? So he needs to be held um, liable for these decisions, you know, even if you go further back um, January last year. Um, no one asked him to bring back Eddie Nketiah. He called him back from his loan at Leeds. He was supposed to go on loan again to Bristol City. He chose to hold him. But now, a year now, Eddie Nketiah can't get any any games. He, he doesn't play. All he does is train. Do you know what I mean? So um, so there's definitely been questionable decisions about, you know, and, and let's not even forget about the Saliba situation. So mm. there's been definitely questionable decisions about, you know, his squad management, some, of, some questions around talent ID as well. So I think people who have um, concerns, they're very much... Um, yeah, well, within their rights to have those concerns. Obviously, um, kind of where, where you sort of draw the line is that, you know, we hired a rookie manager with no experience. So you would expect that there are going to be some teething problems. How how long you're willing to put up with them is is, is where the debate comes in. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously evident that um, the Cronkies are probably going to give him time. So regardless of whether we, we win the Europa League or not, he's going to get time and he's going to get next season again. So... Um, regardless of who whatever anyone's opinion is on that he's going to get time so the most important thing for me is that the investment is good and that they shift out um adequately and that they replace with um the proper talent obviously whether we can do that in a covid market now is another question again so um for me if you ask my overall opinion on Arteta there are still loads more questions and answers at the moment so but if we win the Europa League, I think a lot of people might do a, a U-turn again. So, you know, that's that's the short term. It gets too difficult to do a U-turn I, I, because I, I I understand completely what Olo and some of his detractors say because I myself, I'm sceptical as fuck. I still don't believe. I, I, I think anyone who believes that Arteta can turn this around and make us a top four side... And believes it wholeheartedly. I think you're absolutely delusional because you have to be a madman to look at this setup, to look at, you know, not not not, not the setup, sorry, to look at how we perform, to look at what happens from game to game and think, yeah, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. We're going to win Europa League next season. He gets a bit of money, going to get the players he wants, top four, boom. I, I think you have to be crazy to think that that is, you know, now done or you know that there's a very high chance of that happening i just i just don't believe it i i I don't believe it i think i think he's shown small amounts of improvement and we i think we always said that you know even from the start i think we all said that his preferred formation is probably going to be a 4-2-3-1 and it's going to probably depend on the type of player that he gets where he went wrong is he didn't get the type of player that he needed to play this 4-2-3-1 from the start of the season. And that's essentially that's why we're in 10th. We're in 10th because of decisions made in the summer and decisions made from October to December, which have landed us where we are now, right? And yeah, I mean, Sean, just going back to your point about, you know, 17 defeats in 94-95. That was a 42-game season, by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're on course for... Our, incidentally, uh, our highest... Premier League uh, defeat total under Wenger uh, under in a 38 game season sorry was under Wenger in his last season 13 defeats so we're still 
one from that. Um, who knows? Maybe we won't actually break and, it. And also, uh, you know, generally, if you think back to that last season, they generally gave up in the league. Like, I, I don't think yeah. like they were trying. Like, these guys are actually trying. And yeah. where, you know, I mean, like, do you know what I mean? So I, I think uh, there was... 100% yeah so 100%. yeah I, I think I think it's um yeah I, I agree with you guys I, I think I think he has he has a, he has a lot to answer for and I think yeah the way people are describing the ideal situation about you know Arteta winning the Europa League and then him getting loads of money and then Arsenal being a team transformed that sounds fanciful I mean it would be great if it did happen but based on the evidence you've seen um you have to judge you know you have to evaluate based on what you've seen and at the moment um it's, it's a lot more questions than answers. I, I broadly, actually, what he, in terms of what he does with the structure and how he wants to build up, um, I actually don't really have much of a problem with that. Where I have a problem is, you know, some of the personnel he's using within the structure and, and how he's applying them. Do you know what I mean? So I have no problem, you know, you know, with you wanting to build from the back, splitting the two centre-backs, having one of the midfielders drop in, but, you know, having... Um, people in that first phase who aren't comfortable on the ball that just, just it just never makes any sense to me do you know what I mean so yeah you, you or having Rob Holding where... trying to build from and, the back and, and that's part of the problem we, we've, we've had an ID I mean yeah. what, what what really scared me and I think it was referenced uh, elsewhere recently was that you know um, I saw Rob Holding and Callum Chambers get ruined by Manny like five six years ago do you know what I mean? The same thing happened at the weekend. Like, same as that. Like, when are we going to learn our lesson? Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we pointed that out from the get-go. Before the game even started, we said, you're playing Rob Holding right center. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back and Callum Chambers right back against Manny. Like you're like. That's in in fairness, what what was the other choice? I mean, to be fair, even I'm not big on Bellerin or Cedric. I would have played one of those two ahead of. Mm. You, you know, them two was on the bench, weren't they? But yeah, yeah, they were both on the bench. Bearing in mind, like I, I'm, quite, I actually quite like Callum Chambers. Actually, I think he has some decent qualities, but. You know, he's one of those guys who use spe- for specific scenarios against someone who's quick. Like, we all remember what happened to him against Jefferson Montero. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just know. You, the you ghost know, of Jefferson Montero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's certain instances you, you use him. And even then, like, I'd prefer him to be used as a centre-back. Um, Rob Holden, I, 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 honestly, I really struggle to see what people see. The, the, the thing I, is, I, though. I, I, I understand. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. 
no, no, I no, no. And, and, and I get it. Obviously, in a normal circumstance, David Louise would have played. Yeah. Um, but 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 see, this is this is where it comes back to my issue again. Now, like you can't tell me at worst, even though he still has a lot of development to go. Like I just I would have kept Saliba from from the get go. Do you know what I mean? So because yeah. I know Saliba was the big investment that you know I know he's gonna I would. So so obviously coming back to that Saliba situation, I would understand totally. Um, you sending him out if we had defenders who were, you know, flawless, who never made any mistakes. But, you know, we have a raft of error-prone centre-backs. So I'd rather just, you know, put the stocks in the centre-back who can, you know, who's probably going to make mistakes himself, Saliba. But he will develop. And, you know, we brought Saliba, guys like Saliba and Gabriel, because of their ceiling. Not necessarily where they are now. We know with Rob Holding and even Callum Chambers, even though I like him, and Mary, their ceilings are capped to an extent because you know they don't have that degree of athleticism they, they're not able to engage in one-on-ones they're not able to bring the ball out from the back so we know where their ceiling is already capped so um and those guys are sort of low block defenders because you know they don't have that level of athleticism to engage with with you know um high octane fast attackers as well so um and like i said arteta brought that upon himself you want to you want to develop you want to build out from the back but you have centre backs like that, you know, who aren't really built for that sort of style. So that's kind of my issue with it as well. Where, 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 where I think, just going back to Saturday's game, I think Saturday was less so about the quality of the de- uh, the defence per se. I think it was more to do with what we did with the ball, and yeah, that does come down to the quality of defender in terms of what they can do with the ball. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see an alternative to what. Um, he could have maybe Chambers. Yeah, you could argue maybe put Chambers at, at centre back, and he's probably a bit more comfortable on the ball than Holding. Um, I, 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 that's what I would have done personally. Yeah, yeah potentially. But what we can't dismiss though is Holding when he's played. Actually, this is he's done all right. He's I, done okay. I, I, I think the bar's really, really low. May, when, potentially, when, when that's that's exactly what I was going to touch on. The bar's so low that Holding doing the most basic stuff is people thinking, oh, he's doing great. And, and also, so, sorry, the, the, the times we've seen Rob Holden engage, like he's played, um, for example, Ollie Watkins twice this season. He's mm. been ruined by Ollie Watkins both times, you know. Mm. The moment he comes up against anyone with a degree of athleticism who actually has to, he has to engage with um, is where he struggles big time. And, you know, Liverpool like to isolate their attackers 1v1 one, one one with you as well. So I've, I've just again, for me, that was a recipe for disaster. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the... the... <sighs> Where we really struggled, right, is we knew we were going to get pressed, right? And it was evident from, you know, just watching the highlights of the first half. I missed actually missed the first half. So it was evident of, from what I saw from the highlights, were that we just couldn't play out. So we were going quite long and direct. However, we've got three attackers that quite, Aubameyang less so, because we know he doesn't mind a ball in behind and stuff like that. But we've got three attackers that, don't mind receiving the ball to feet. Pepe and Lacazette more so, absolutely not going to run in behind. Now, someone like Emil Smith-Rowe, where I think he would have been so good for this game, is that, okay, when um, Holding was in trouble or when um, Gabriel was in trouble, that hook down the line is, and even with Tierney and the fullbacks, when they're in trouble, the hook down the line to Saka or ESR down in the channels it pushes us up 30 yards because you know they're going to make that run into space. It is rudimentary routine one, uh, route one football, sorry. But it works. It works as a territory game. But what happened was we had three static strikers sitting on the halfway line. The ball would go up, no contest, Liverpool win it back again. 
another waiver of attack. Same thing would happen. Break attack breakdown. We've got the ball. Right, let's go long again. Right, attack broken down. Liverpool attack again. And the thing is, if you keep doing that for a 90-minute football game, it doesn't matter how well you're defending, you're going to concede a goal. You're going to concede a goal. You're putting your defence under too much strain. Mistakes will happen, like we saw with Gabriel, who um, I actually thought was really good in the game up until he made that, 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 mistake, that error yeah. for the second... Was it for the yeah. second goal? Yeah, for, Jot- um, for Jota's one, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, no, sorry, I just, one. My 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 thing with Arteta there is I've, I I'm not sure you've put us in the best position possible to win the football game because you know Rob Holding is not comfortable enough to play the ball out. So if we are going to go long round the outside or whatever, we need to play forwards who are willing to go in behind. Now you might say people might say to to, to me right now, well who Pepe should be playing, you know. Pepe, Pepe deserves his chance to play. And and whilst that's true, I think there needs to be an instruction element then that Pepe needs to play on the final man. Or, you know, it, he needs to be looking for those zones. And I don't think he did. I think he stood on the halfway line expecting the ball to come to his feet and was upset when the ball didn't come to him. Same as Lacazette, same as Aubameyang. And to, to me, that, the buck stops there with the manager as well because I feel like that's... B, what A? Sorry, A. You've you've put the players in. Um, you've put the you've put the players on the pitch without the correct setup, and and B, you you ha- you haven't put um enough emphasis into into the way the opposition is going to play as well. You you thought oh we'll go out there and play our game. You just can't do it with the players on the pitch. I don't think. So 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 I think that, I think there's a couple things there. You know you know when a team presses you, there's either two ways to play against it. Either you're very adept at playing through the pressure. You know, you have guys who are very good under pressure who can, you know, evade that press and you can get the ball up the pitch. I think if Saka or ESR was there, we probably would have fed a little better in that regard in terms of trying to play up. But like you said, we didn't have those guys available. So, so the other way, was being a coward yeah. in the middle, so he didn't want the ball. Yeah, so, so the other way is to go over the top, like, like you said, you know, but one thing we know is that Lacazette isn't going to stretch yeah. anyone in behind. So that, that in itself, you, you know, one of the things about Lacazette especially is, it made a lot of sense before when we weren't playing with a 10, when he could drop in. Um, but now we're playing with Odegaard. We don't need you to drop in, no. you know. In an ideal world, we want someone stretching the back line, which is why, you know, you just play Aubameyang, especially against, you know, Nat Phillips and Kabat. That made the, the most sense to me as well. Yeah. This was also another game, you know, in terms of, you know, having someone if... Because uh, whether or not the idea from Arteta was to just play long in behind or whether that was... Um, as a result of the game state because you know Liverpool were just pressuring us higher either way another option just would have been Martinelli do you know what I mean because Martinelli is always good is always going to stretch in behind as well so I just think and even then like you know if you're you're seeing what's how the game's evolving and this is you know one of the gripes we've had against Arteta you know in terms of um, his game management or his lack of subs you've seen it's not working and and this it didn't work the whole game but he didn't seem to have any idea in terms of you know um, either change the shape in terms of the change of personnel you've got to do something to change it up do you know what I mean so and and that's been you know a valid criticism we've had about him in his whole time here in terms of rarely do his substitutions or his in-game management ever change things in our favour I think I've read you know after the 75th minute Arsenal are I think only West Brom have scored less goals after the 75th minute than Sounds Arsenal. Right, so, yeah. so yeah, Arsenal are very, very bad at scoring late goals. In fact, I think it's a stat as well that we finish games very, very badly, generally. Um, so that that's, that's uh, unfortunately, that's another blot um, against Arteta's name. 
for me as well. So yeah, I think I think he could have done. We, we've scored the same better. as West Brom actually now yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. they got one against Chelsea, didn't they? So um, <laughs> see what I mean. We've scored three goals after the seventy fifth minute. After the in, after the seventy sixth minute, along with Burnley, West Brom, Fulham. Yeah, Burnley, West Brom, Fulham, and Sheffield United relegation yeah. fodder. So, so, so what's that? <laughs> so, so, what's that telling you? That's telling you that his his game management needs improving. That his subs aren't having the desired effects that they would ideally have. You know, and and the, this has been well over a year now. So that's something that has to it has to has to improve. So obviously, yeah. we get that we were missing certain players here, but at the same time, do you know what I mean? Like, what one thing we need we still need to we can't give Arteta excuses for is that. He hasn't taken over West Brom or like a new... He's still taken over Arsenal, do you know what mm. I mean? So you still have better resources than about 60 to 70% of the league, do you know what I mean? So, and obviously, yeah, it, what we have might not 100% be to your taste, but one of the things you were given credit for at Man City was your ability to improve players, you know. Um, he was credited, you know, with a, a lot of the... If I remember correctly, you know, Sonny, Sammy Sterling, mm. they were all talk, talking about how, you know, the positional improvements he made to their game. So we need to be seeing that here, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, like I said, and, and and this is where it comes back to, you know, valid concerns about certain aspects of his management. Obviously, something as well is, um, I know some people have said that oh, it's not really an issue, but... I do think part of it is being too much responsibility this early. Because he came in as a head coach. And obviously, as a head coach, all you're responsible for is obviously coaching on the on the training ground, getting the team prepared for the for the league, etc. And then obviously, boom, suddenly he's he's got to figure out who we sign in, who who gets a new contract, who gets all of this. He just got a lot piled onto him to it's way too early for me. I think I think that's obviously taken an effect in his studying of the game. Potentially, maybe. Look, these are all these are all factors, aren't they? These are all factors. Um, I do agree that the game management was poor, um, and this is something that he needs to work on because, I, I, like I said, I, I didn't watch the first half. I was driving home, and. Um, I was here. I was listening to the game on the Discord as like a radio kind of thing, and um, every, yeah, you, everyone listening, you should go and listen to Discord. It's good stuff. Um, I was being told that we were being peppered. You know, the Liverpool fans were getting very, very excited on the Discord. You know, um, and I was being told Danny Sabas was having an absolute shocker. So, even without seeing the game, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the general perception here. You know, I don't think anyone was being unfair. And I, I saw it for 10 minutes in the in the second half as well. I think a, a good quality game manage, um, uh, uh, game management would be you, you after 30 minutes, Sabas comes off and El Nenny comes on. And and people will say, might say, I might say, we didn't we did concede any goals with Daddy Sabas on the pitch, you know? But these are all things part of the game. We can't say, oh, it was nil-nil when Danny Sparrows came off and it was 3-0 when Elneny came on. It's the, the, the game state is something that is happening progressively through the game. You know, Liverpool were growing in confidence. Our players were growing in frustration. We weren't getting the, the ball to the attackers. I don't even remember Erdegaard touching the ball. Uh, let me have a look and see how many he, touches he, he had. He, he really didn't. There, there was a, thirty-nine sort of, touches in the whole game. There, there, there was a tactic Liverpool had basically, where you know 
they let they knew who the ballers were in the team. Basically, they knew yeah. the, the progression was going to come through Party or Odegaard. So they let everybody else have the ball. But whenever those two had the ball, they swarmed. Like when Odegaard got the ball, Fabinho was round him, Milner was round him. Um, do, do you know what I mean? So, and Thiago was round him. Literally, yeah. So it, it, they sort of shuffled him to an aspect where the only way he could do was just just to go back. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, I think that's where he needed help with another with another build up player, just because you know. Aubameyang on the left is never going to give you anything in build-up. Pepe on the right isn't really a build-up player either as well. So, and you know, Lacazette is not going to cause... So we just needed, for that sort of game, like I said, I mean, it's all well and good saying it in hindsight now, but I think that was naturally it anyway, because the, even though we've had... I think we've beaten Liverpool a couple of times recently under Arteta anyway, but think, the, yeah. the, the, the state of the game Community is still the same. And league last and, season. And league. Community we, Shield less so. Community Shield less so, I thought. Yeah, yeah, first half in that game. But we were still under pressure for large parts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we we, we just got to be... And, and you know, like, we, we saw with Real Madrid um, yesterday, the way to attack Liverpool is always through their fullbacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the and Oba made a through actually a few decent runs in the first half as well. Yeah. And that was probably what Sabayas was guilty of in terms of the execution was poor or they were holding on to the ball too long. And do you know what I mean? So they, they and, were, and if you clock a, a lot of Real Madrid's chances actually came from direct, direct balls yeah, over the top, yeah. diagonal, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, you know, it's, it's fine. And maybe it's not the way we want to play every game. And no, but but that's the, but but that's fine. Like in in football, like you've got to be able to keep your opponents guessing anyway as well. So, and um, Liverpool are a team that you know they're they're very territorial. They like to dominate you territorially. So like as the game starts, they box you in almost mm. immediately as well. So you have to get them turning around and facing the other way. And um, you got to have them worrying about the 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 opposite end of the pitch. When you much. give them your your half to camp in, mm-hmm. you're just even this Liverpool team low on confidence. You know, not scoring goals, you know, bad form. You give them eighty percent of the territory, they're going to score goals. You're, you're, you're going to lose, and um, so, so, so that was that was naturally. And, and we know um, that Trent is acceptable, you know, to that ball inside. Um, even Robertson as well on his side inside. But um, yeah, anyway, ho- hopefully we'll learn it for next time. But yeah, I think um, unfortunately <laughs> yeah, well, th- these are these are the these are the and and, and these this is why Olo is is valid in his, in his, yeah, his skepticism. Exactly. So it, it's it's more than valid, and Arteta needs to improve here. The team needs to improve here. So even though obviously I'm still angry and well, I'm not angry anymore, but you know, um, skeptical of the manager. Ultimately, this is you know when we come back to it, boils down to a quality issue as well. Arsenal just don't have anywhere near enough of it. If we're being totally honest, so. Um, yeah, Liverpool were rightfully well deserved winners on the day, and I think even Arteta said it, they should have won like by five. Probably. Yeah, which which they sh- which they probably should have. To be honest, yeah. we got we got quite lucky. I just wanted to ask um, a few questions about obviously Kieran Tierney injured um, in this game. Um, doesn't look good. Four to six weeks they're saying, which you know, just him missing is a concern. And then there's obviously the the more long term issue of. This geezer can't seem to stay fit for more than 10 games in a row, which, um, you know, I know he's, he's had a decent run this season in terms of, you know, I think he played quite a lot of games and, you know. He's definitely uh, played at least, what, 20, 20 plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's played he's, a lot of games. Yeah. He, he has, but it... I think it's harsh but, to call him injury prone though, man. <sighs> I, I, do you know? Do you, do you know what it is? If if he, there was a I don't before know we get into the injury, just sorry, sorry, just to interrupt. Before we get into the injury, I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on whether you thought that injury had any impact on the game because I thought Cedric came on and was not good at all, man. He was not good. He didn't yeah. know where Salah was half the time. Yeah, and you know, 
Tierney to Cedric is night and day. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely mm-hmm. night and day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we would have won the game had he stayed on the pitch or anything like that. But, um, it, you know, it was a big blow to us considering we had already got Saka out, ESR out, Louise out, Xhaka out. You know, th- th- those are all not just offensive players, but Saka, ESR, Xhaka, quite good defensive players as well. Louise, better than better than holding defensively. So then to have another player who... Um, you know, it's very strong for us defensively as well. It it was no it was no um, coincidence that once Tierney went off, that was the real catalyst for us. You know, really conceding goals then. Yeah, yeah. Tierney's always had that ability, you know, to hold down a whole flank himself. Like, and there are very few fullbacks who can do that. You know, I, I was um, going to say, I don't know if you guys have seen, there was a 25-minute interview on Arsenal.com a couple of weeks ago where he was basically saying, he was like, he, he he gets it. Like, the way he plays, because he plays every game at 150 miles per hour, like, that's he just said, it's the nature of my game. He said, I'm going to pick up injuries. And he says, I know it's going to frustrate people as well. Um, but he plays every game full pelt. I sort of saw this coming just because, you know, he played three full 90-minute games again for Scotland in the international break as well. And I was like, this guy's not going to be fresh. And, and um, he was, and I think he yeah. played for, because um, I was having this argument with Anton, I think, and I said, I think he needed a rest before the international yeah. break because he played something like... Every single game. Yeah. Like 12 or 13 games straight. Yeah. 90 and, and, minutes yeah, playing and, at the intensity that he plays at you know pretty much. And, and this is also again with all due respect another indictment on the manager do you know what I mean in yeah. January they let Kolasinacinese make Lenals go like and knowing how Tinny is and knowing how he plays and knowing how susceptible he is to injuries because of the way he plays to not have any sort of able backup yeah. this 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 was a slap in the foot. This was always likely to happen, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? So, and the only saving grace actually is I actually thought it was going to be worse than six weeks because when he was walking off the pitch, his knee looked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a it was a rough challenge as well. Oh, it was a rough it? challenge was, for Milner. You know, yeah, yeah, like it, it, it was as well. So, um, so the fact it's even four to six weeks, I think, is is, is a lot better than it is. But I think yeah. it's also showed like I think I think there are two things. One, the way Tini plays, you have to account that he might miss about thirty percent of games in a season. So he might play like 70% of the time, but you have to be prepared that he's going to miss about 30% of your games yeah. during the season. So you need to have an able backup. I think I've heard, obviously, we have links to um, that Crystal Palace left-back Tyreek Tyre- Tyre- Mitchell. Mitchell. So he, he's been linked to us. So um, he's homegrown. He's English. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really arguing much. I don't really care like who it is, as just long as they're competent. Um, yeah. So we, we need... And, and also nine games of injury this season, so it's, it's not it's not as bad as like people make out. And he's you know what I mean? he's, he's he's played more than his fair share. And like I said, but because part of the, another big part of the reason Tinny is a big miss is just because of he's massively key to our offensive game. Do you know what I mean as well? So um, especially when he plays with ESR down that left, because you know ESR is basically playing as a as a ten himself as well. So he, he's he's playing inside. So. He lets Tierney dominate that whole flank, so it's um we don't have a like for like replacement. So that is um that that that's a, that's a big issue. I don't know how we're gonna cope with that for the rest of the season. I, I guess where people will say that he's injury prone is since joining the club, he's missed forty one games with injuries. Only been there two years. Now that's, that's, fair. that's you know that's a lot of injuries. So he had the hip injury when he first came, obviously, and we didn't see him until where the majority of those games come from, though. Sorry, which is where the majority of those games come from. What do you mean? 
As in, that that initial injury. injury. Oh, right, yeah. 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 Well, well, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was the no, hip injury. He, and then he, he had, had the shoulder injury. The shoulder against West Ham. Oh, yeah, against West Ham. Shoulder, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. the shoulder injury, which kept him out for three months. Um, and then since then, he was he was fine. I think he, he missed... Um, he had a knee injury in January, just January, yeah. which kept him out for six games for a month, basically. Um, and so then it's, it's, then, it's, it's the shoulder injury was the main one that caused him to miss the big amount of football. Yeah, the shoulder injury was three months that he missed. Okay, fair so enough. yeah, I mean, look, it's I, I would be uh, it's it's always difficult, right? Because how do you call an injury prone player? His injury record at Celtic wasn't good either. Every season he has mm-hmm. a major injury, and by but major then, injury, then, I'm talking about missing like 15 games. But then if you look at that. Celtic though if you look through his history I think apart from the last one he was still playing like 40 games a season he was you know what I mean so he, he, was. he, he and, and you've got to remember like we bought him at the age of 22 he had nearly if uh, he had nearly 200 games on them that's a lot of games to have for you know for someone who's nearly 22 so he's already clocked up a lot of mileage do you know what I mean so and bearing in mind we're saying we, what, should, we should sell him I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we should sell him but you know there's, there's, the always, there's, there's always something to be said about um, those high octane explosive players that are successful. Like if you think back to you know Rooney, uh, a high octane explosive player, he always used to pick up injuries every season. Um, even someone like Aguero, um, obviously he's lost all that explosiveness now. But Aguero during every point of every season has always missed like two, a two month period just because of you know the the way these guys are. So um, yeah, like I said, I just think we have to account. Um, for the fact that he's going to miss probably 30% of games each season. So, and yeah, yeah we need to have an, an able backup. 100%. And, and look, we've got um, the Europa League game tomorrow. And although Slavia Prague don't sound like the most, you know, gl- you know, it doesn't sound like the most difficult tie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be easy going there, you know, and I think they're like, they're top well, of the I, league. I think they've already won the league. Aren't we home first? I think we're home. We've got we at home, sorry. Yeah, we're at home, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Um, kind of need to get the job done, really and truly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so just moving on to that game, obviously. Um, who who, do do you guys know the injury news before? I haven't, I can't say I've actually done any research myself. Is Louise back? No, so so Louise, oh no, Louise has got the surgery. Sorry, yeah, Louise just had mini surgery, so he's missing like four weeks, but yeah, so um, we've got Tierney and Louise both out for a minimum of four weeks, minimum of four weeks, so right, but um, Xhaka was only ill, so he's back. Um, and they said, I think I can't believe uh, I'm like happy that Xhaka's back. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Do you know what? Do you want me to do you want me to talk about the Sabah's performance before we move on? No, 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 let's are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? Because I don't want to talk. Do you know what? Uh, I just want to Sabias, say it was nil nil when he came off, right, lads? So no, all I'll say is Sabias was appalling. He was appalling. He was he was at in the first half. He was actually making me sick. I, I think like, I personally he think me sick. he's very low on confidence. I think he, he, he's a passion merchant, right? He's a passion merchant, and I think he plays the game like a fan, like a you know someone who who wants to. For Sabias at his best was a you know a, a great ball winner. Um, you know, he, he gets around the pitch, loads of energy, pops, you know, that kind of play. He wants to be on the ball all the time. That's the sort of player he is. When he's low on confidence and he can't do those things, I think it really shows um, in his game because the decisions he makes starts looking a bit fugazi. The te- the te- his technical ability on the ball doesn't look fantastic. He 
even he started even this I know he was low on confidence. We called Sabas a bull hog. There were elements in that first half and second half. He didn't want to receive the ball. And that's how I know someone like Sabas is, is low on confidence because for Sabas not want to go and get the ball is saying something. It means mm. his confidence is shattered to pieces and he knows if he goes to collect the ball, he doesn't trust himself in that situation. And that's very unlike Danny Sabas. You can say what you like about Sabas. You can hate him. You can love him. But no one can say that he shies away from receiving the ball because I just don't think that's that's something he, he, he normally does. So for him to be doing that in a game, I think speaks um, speaks volumes of, you know, a player that's going through it at the moment. And yeah, it's looking a bit brazy for me still because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running out of, uh, <laughs> you know, legs to stand on with this geezer. But anyway, going forward, um, Slavia Prague tomorrow. I think I think they're 14 points clear in, in the Czech League. Um by all counts, look like a decent side. They obviously knocked out Leicester in the last in the last round. Um, they it was, it was knocked Rangers, out Rangers. It was Rangers sorry, last round. Rangers in the last round. Leicester, Leicester before. before yeah, um, yeah. I think did they get knocked out of the Champions League this season? No, oh, they didn't. Right? Yeah, they no, did. Got they got knocked out in the Champions League qualifiers by the Danish Danish team, Midtjylland. Okay. Um, which was quite a tight game, but they lost the second leg four one. But they conceded like three goals in the last two minutes or so so um but yeah they, they, in the in the competition this season they beat nice um in europe in the group stages but they got battered 4-0 by leverkusen they also beat leverkusen at home um they lost to some israeli team but beat them beat them at home so you know clearly they're a bit of a inconsistent side but have the ability to um cause teams trouble um, anyone know anything about him? Did anyone it's catch him in those games? Player. It's, um, they're, they're striker, striker, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what's far as I know. It's danger, man. <laughs> no, they, they, they have a striker who's got um, they were speaking about it today. He's got a pretty good goal record. He scored against obviously um, Rangers and he scored against Leicester as I well. Think so. that's him, yeah, Peter so, um, and they're quite um, apparently they're very strong and physical as well. So we'll probably have to be wary um, in terms of set pieces from them as well. Um, it's a shame that guy who racially abused Glenn Kamara is not playing. He's uh, he's, reasons, he, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's probably scared like someone's get the party's going to kick him tomorrow. Nah, but yeah, um, if he comes to the UK, he's going to get interviewed. Okay, so why is he avoiding? So he's drag him from Czech, from Czech Republic, bro. But on, on, on his title celebration day, they will drag him from that per- bus parade. Oh, good, brother, brother knows he's guilty, man. <laughs> Trust me, but um, but yeah, no, I feel, I feel, if, at the end of the day, like we have to be honest with ourselves, like when that draw got made, Arsenal got the nicest yeah. part of the draw because we we managed to avoid Man United. Yes. And we managed to avoid Ajax and Roma as well. We so couldn't have we, picked a, we, we, could, we, we couldn't have picked the nicer side of the draw. No. So, like, whilst I'm not counting my chickens, at the end of the day, if we can't make it through to the final, then, then we don't deserve anything. Do you know what I mean? Because we, we because Slavia Prava, I'm sure they'll cause us problems because we've struggled against Olympiakos and Benfica in the last two rounds. So I'm sure Slavia will cause us problems as well. However, we are better than Slavia Prague. If we play anywhere near to our level, we will beat them. Um, and then obviously it gets a bit trickier in the semis because obviously I think Zagreb knocked out Spurs 
and then her possible reunion with Embry. And mm. listen, we cannot lose to him by any by anything. Like if if we have, if we lost to Embry, we we have to we have to liquidate the club. So we, we, yeah. <laughs> so so realistically, we had the nicest run to the final. Like so, for me, um, the bare minimum is to reach the final. We could lose the final. Do you know what I mean? Because we could play United and United. Are, uh, a stronger side than us but it's only a one-off game so we, we could easily yeah. beat them in a one-off game as well and we haven't lost to United this season um, Arteta's not, not lost to Arteta uh, yeah to he's, he's, he's not lost to Arteta that's to one United, team we so. actually have a really good record <laughs> against you know I don't even want to jinx it because I'll, I'll say like yeah. we haven't lost to United in, in a while and then the one time we'd lose to them obviously we'd be in, in the final, Europa League final yeah in yeah, Europa yeah, League yeah. final so but yeah but really was that like the same thing with Europa League final against Chelsea didn't Emery beat Chelsea think, in the yeah. league or something like yeah, that, or then, we had a few good results against Chelsea in the league, and then, then we lost. We got smashed by them in the final. But yeah, no. Yeah. So realistically, like we should be reaching the final. Um, obviously, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Like, and tomorrow, obviously, we got to make sure we get the job done. In an ideal world, like tomorrow, we just win the game three 0 Don't concede an away goal. I mean, I'm saying That'd that. Be wonderful. <laughs> it? I'm sure I'll still, yeah, like, no. it wouldn't surprise me if we one nil like, down after yeah. five minutes. Uh, uh, well, I was even going to say like we might be three 0 up and then we'll just concede a dumb goal like in the last yeah. ten minutes and then like we're just going to be shitting ourselves for the yeah, second leg. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about them, and obviously I'm not trying to be ignorant. However, we're the better team. Yeah, ain't no um, one watching no Czech Republic League, man. <laughs> I think I watched a bit of their game against Leicester, and yeah. I was quite surprised that they did, but they did. They looked. Very f- intense against Leicester. Yeah, they were yeah. matching Leicester all over they the were, pitch. They're, yeah, like I said, they're quite a strong and physical teams. So mm. Like I said, we'll, we'll have to be wary about that. Um, but like I said, if we line up tomorrow, Oba through the middle, ESR, Odegaard, Saka behind, Xhaka So, So just talking about Saka there, you, you, so there's a bit of debate going on today about where, um, you know, who should replace Tierney. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, and we, there's, a, there's quite a few disagreements on that. Like for me, I feel like we finally found Saka's best position and we found a position where I think he can explode and I have no intention of moving him from that position. Um, I know people are saying stylistically he's the most light-for-light replacement for Tierney and it means we wouldn't have to change. But I, I, I look to, you know, sort of some of the struggles Liverpool had recently, you know, when Liverpool were dominant, when they had, you know, they, but they moved Fabinho and Henderson from midfield to centre-back and then they struggled um, big time there. Like I, I don't think... For me, like if your midfield and attack functions, never change it. I would rather just use a, even if I had to use like an academy or a reserve level player, I would prefer to do that rather than, you know, in my in my mind, Saka is arguably Arsenal's best attacker. So that the last thing I would be looking to do is to move him to left back. I, for me, that makes no sense. Even though I know, you know, last season when he played left back, left wing back, he did do well when he provided a lot of assists from that position. But um yeah, I don't. I don't trust William. I don't trust Pepe. I don't trust. La- I don't trust anyone. Do you know what I mean? So I, I trust. I trust our academy products um, more than anybody else, and that's obviously another sad indictment of the team as well. So, yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think if we're worried about left back against fucking Sparta Prague. Or Sp- Sp- Slavia Prague. Oh, Sorry, I keep calling them Sparta Prague. I'm used to. I'm only used to Sparta Prague being in these competitions. I don't know where Slavia Prague. Played with Slavia before, you know. Jurid, uh, that goal. Did, did we beat them like eight 0 or something like that? Nah, Jurid scored that overhead kick. Yeah, that was the first time we played them. Like we smashed them eight 0 and then the last one. I, we played I don't them, think it was eight 0 It definitely wasn't eight 0 No, nah, we definitely hammered them like seven 0 or something mad like was that. Seven 0 was it? Okay, that's crazy. But yeah. the last time we faced them, it was a Jurid um, overhead kick where. We'll just set him up some ridiculous goal. Mm. It was last minute as well. Do you not remember it? 
Was, was, I, that, I, was that them? Yeah, that was against. Yeah, Barbara I Trump. think it. I think you're right. Yeah, I remember. I see. I saw a video going around on Twitter about it. But um, yeah, look, if we're worried about left back against Slavia Prague, we've got bigger problems than yeah. you know. Cedric should be able to come in and do a decent job there. It's a bit annoying that we don't have um, true. A, like I said, academy young yeah, left back like, at the minute. Mm. It is Obviously, you got that Lopez, but he's not ready for. I wouldn't. Obviously, sometimes you can throw a young academy player in the deep end, but I wouldn't want to throw him in into this sort of deep. Yeah, end. Europa League quarterfinal is probably not the not best the best place one. to do it because you would have had to be using from group stages. It, to test if 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 you, to be honest, if you really want to incorporate a youngster in the team, probably the league is the best place to do it now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, while Tierney's yeah. injured, maybe in the league you play. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like Europa is so key for us. I don't. I don't think we can really afford to no, take. No, you can't. You, you'd have so to put them in the league for sure. Yeah. But the problem now is is that it's tough because obviously Cedric isn't a left back. He's he's, he's a right back. So yeah. you've now got a right footed left back. I don't think having a right footed attacker on that side helps with the balance. So I think I think if I remember correctly, you know the game he played really well was when Southampton. We had Southampton. We had Cedric left back and Pepe left wing, and that balance worked quite. If I remember, Cedric was hitting some really nice diags that day as well. Mm-hmm. Like so, that worked quite well. So that might be the best way to get around it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. Considering how key like left back is to the way we attack as well, it's a it's a it's a big big miss. So. Um, like you said, it's just ridiculous that we've even gone into the season have... with no natural. Well, ob- obviously we did. We had, we had Kalasic, well, uh, but, but, yeah, but, come but, into but, the second half of the season. So yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I th- I thought it was appalling that we let both him and Ainsley make the nails go, and we didn't like. Well, even Ainsley's not a natural left he, back. He, is he's, he? not, he's not a natural left back, but yeah, like considering how key it is to the way you attack, like we needed to get someone in, even if it was like a loan. You know, just I I I can't believe we didn't. Um, Considering how key it is to us, but oh well, we have to we have to make do. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyway, let's get some um, predictions before we wrap things up. Sean, um, what's going to happen tomorrow night? <laughs> I want to be positive, man, but that that Liverpool match drained all the energy out of me, man. So let me not lie, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two 0 but it wouldn't surprise me if we conceded in the way goal. I can't lie to you. So two so one. <laughs> No, no, I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0? 2-0. Yeah, I know you're the beacon of negativity, so go on, hit us with the whammy. Go on. Oh, I'm praying we just win 3-0, man. Get the game done. <laughs> hey, remember, I've been saying it, yeah, even though I don't like this guy, I think the club comes first and the club needs Europa League, man. We need to win it. I can't stand being in this competition again next year. I'd oh, rather not be here. Mate, I'm tired of this 5pm 5 5 kickoff. Yeah, but you get the 5pm kickoffs in the Champions League. Why does everyone say that? I don't mind in the Champions League. At least I'm hearing that music. That da, da, da. No, well, well, you're not used to hearing the music because you ain't heard it for a long time. We're used to hearing oh, the group. How long have you been out of it now? Five mate, years. Oh, God, ages. Mate, we haven't been in it. We last uh, 27, 27 you know 16, 17. The thing is, as well, is it's even more of a problem as well now that you're UEFA you, is starting another competition. The conference. Oh, that you. Nah, if, if we end up in that, oh I'm, I'm not even watching. If we end yeah, up we in have to just call it a day. Local conference. League. They're talking about the, the, the third place team from the Faroe <laughs> Islands is in that, is in that competition. <laughs> and the thing is, winning that competition only gets you into the Europa. I said, no, no, no. Allow it. Just, 
just said, take I, the fine yeah. and void. Like, yeah, just yeah. do not turn up. Or if I you are going to play it, under 23 team only. I can't lie. If there's a risk of us entering, we might as well just finish 10th. Like, I can't lie to you. We, we might as well just... There, there's the, there's if it's not Europa, like, obviously... I mean, if I you finish 8th, I think if you finish 8th, you have to enter that competition. Oh. Yeah, if you finish 8th, because basically what's going to happen is one of someone who's already got Europe this season is going to win the, is going to win the FA Cup unless Southampton win it, which is very unlikely. So that means Europa League is going to go down to 7th. And then we need, to, we need to we need to get seventh at the and then level. only one spot goes to the Europa conference, conference league. <sighs> but then isn't there a, a rule that says that only seven teams can go in Europe? From one league. No, I remember it's changing. Is it? I don't know then. They can't I think I watched a video about it, but yeah, it looks like eighth would be the um the conference. So at the moment we're not even getting that. So hey, there's a, there's your silver lining, eh? There's a silver lining, but I said it before, yeah. man. That would be nightmare, man. Being in that competition, oh, we'll be ah, banter, mate. Up. Absolute banter, and we probably won't even win it as well, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, look, the way I see it as well is 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 if we're not getting to a final in this competition, he Arteta needs to walk anyway. So um, yeah, for, for his own benefit, he should walk if he doesn't make it, but. God, imagine we oh, if we lose tomorrow. Can you imagine the hell? Oh, you know what? I've been thinking though. He's very lucky. He's manager of Arsenal doing COVID. You know why you say that? Because if if fans he, were, oh, because of the if fans. fans yeah. If fans were there, he would be. He would be he getting would be, the hell of right he, now. he would be on him differently. Because I don't know if they would. I feel like he probably would have had the goodwill because of the FA Cup, but. After some of the bullshit from September to December, I think yeah. people would have lost their right. Like, like that 3 0 at home to Aston Villa, that would have sent people over the edge. Like, but have you seen how people, he has a lot of Avengers, you know? Arteta yeah, has but, a lot of. But, 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 but also, yeah, but Twitter is also not reality. The fans that go to the games, that these die out. Yeah, but everyone's on Twitter now, Alo, man. Everyone's on Twitter. No, 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 trust me. Even, even though he's on Twitter pretending to be supporters and that, when it comes to the stadium, <laughs> imagine, imagine, like, like um, Sean said, yeah, imagine um, Aston Villa 3 0. The way that game went, mate. The, every the, the, single the Burn, guy the Burnley one nil, like the All games where games, we just we just had it. bare red cards. Uh, it would have been chaos. Like it would have been chaos. Like like, after, been like, like if they'd been there when Jacka got sent off against Burnley again. Oh my god, Jacka um, would never play for him again. I don't think they would have allowed him. Do you know what I mean? So they would have blocked his car at the car park. You ain't coming in here. Jacka yeah. would have had to get to games at like five o'clock in the morning just to just oh, to play because they, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have let him in. The, they wouldn't have let him in the team. Oh. anyway, guys, look, we'll leave it there. Um, let's just hope for a positive result tomorrow. What's, like what's something what's like, your, I don't want to see no one nil, two your, one. Prediction? Oh, mine. Yeah, we need a three nil win, mate. That's yeah, we do know enough nil. about them. They, they which is kind of scaring me a bit, but yeah. um, I'm going to go for uh, a 2-0 win. Yeah, 2-0. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. 2-0, I'm sticking with that. And I think it's going to be a bit of a bumpy game, but I think the quality will... Uh, sh- I think Aubameyang will get a brace. Yeah, I feel like Aubameyang will score two tomorrow. You know what? Can I change? I'm going to go for 3-1, actually. I, I don't see us keeping clean sheet. I don't 3-1. Trust yeah, Fair enough, three. man. Let's Listen, all I'm, all I'm hoping for tomorrow is that Arsenal win and Granada win like 2-0. Something like that. 
Have you, have you seen Granada? They're a dreadful side. I don't even know how they mean. I think they've been all right this season. No, no. Nah, nah, they they are. When Roberto Soldado is your main striker, they get, they're going to get packed in. They're ninth in <laughs> the league, playing? man. Below Real? No, they're playing no, United. They're playing United. <laughs> My oh. United are going to, yeah. <laughs> United, United, and United already slapped Sociedad and Sociedad are way higher than um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Sociedad just won the Copa del Rey as well they, that's what I said so they're, they're gonna La, La Liga tax is real, La Liga tax is real. <laughs> 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 we say that as the Real Madrid pump Liverpool sorry who's Villarreal playing uh, Zagreb. Zagreb the team that knocks Spurs out really? so, so yeah so yeah, that's who we've got oh, next mate, this, this is Emery's competition man he's only lost that, <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and did, did you did you see Emery's record in knockout games in the Euro? I said he's only lost twice in like <laughs> like thirty nine games. I said, "Oh my days, bro." Well, th- this is the thing. Even in the league this season, Villarreal have drawn thirteen bloody games. Oh, bro, there was one games. point. There was one Sorry? point. Someone was trying to people were trying to flex Emery, and I was thinking, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. The, the thing is, I remember they were doing this at around like October, November. Said, so yeah. I said, "I said Emery will always revert to his mean." I said, "You will see it in due course." And yeah. no, what do we see? Like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, then, lads. Let's hope um, there's going to be a positive result tomorrow. We'll be on the Discord doing the live game uh, commentary anyway throughout the game, the live watch along. So join us on Discord and YouTube for that. Also, we'll do the post-match reaction afterwards. So if you're not a patron already, go and join a patron. You get the um, the, 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 the post-match reaction, hopefully where we're celebrating the win. Uh, and then, look, it's a busy schedule. We've got Sheffield United on Sunday, is it? We've got Sheffield United on yeah. Sunday. Which I'm not looking forward to at all. That's um, terrible, terrible game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Um, but yeah, we, we should have two pieces of Patreon content for you this week. So um, yeah, sign up to the Patreon, help support Touchy Gunas, and uh, if not, if you don't want to support us, we'll be back next Thursday anyway for for some of your freemium content. Anyway, take it easy, guys. Sound man. It's got to two two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Özil, Lacazette. This is a Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers in the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lit. Got no money. One in the head. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, baby, baby. baby don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. Don't let the head in my system. Sports Social Podcast Network.